got it. And I could say, wait a minute, is that how you think or you feel? And when one of the NT spouses would discuss their pain and their hurt and their loneliness that they had felt for years, because he could literally hear it logically, he was able to look at me and say, wow, I'm sorry. What was that like for you, Michelle? Hearing him recognize what it is and the experience that we had been through for 27 years humbled me. And I learned that nothing was ever done with intent. Nothing. There was never an intent there to hurt me. Hello and welcome to season two of Your Neurodiverse Relationship Podcast. If you're new to the podcast and you're new to me, I'm Jody Carlton, and I am an adult neurodiversity expert and relationship coach. Now, what that means is I have had a lot of personal experience in my own personal neurodiverse relationships. I am neurotypical, but I have had many family members and my own domestic relationships, a marriage and other dating relationships with men who are autistic. And I also have a daughter who is autistic, who is at the moment a rising sophomore in college, and other family members and very, very close friends who are neurodiverse as well. And as a professional, I have 20 years um, experience as a counselor and started specializing with autism probably about 15 years ago. And so over time, I've developed an expertise of working with those of you who are in neurodiverse relationships as adults. And I've left the counseling model behind. If you've been listening to the podcast, you've heard a lot about that and developed a coaching model that really, really works. Uh, that's a whole lot, a whole lot more effective than the counseling model and really helps people in neurodiverse relationships truly understand each other. So what this se season two is about is about communication, which is really foundational to what, what has to happen for neurodiverse couples to really improve their relationship. And so I decided to make season two about communication. I have a workshop coming up in July that's part of my Crack the Communication Code program. So I thought this would, that would be timely to just do an entire season this summer about communication. The podcast format is gonna be a little bit different than season one. I'm still going to have guests, and if you're interested in being a guest on the show, I'd still love for you to contact us, especially if you are a, a former participant of the communication program. I'd love for you to share with others how that program impacted you. I'll be sharing with you some previous interviews with participants from the communication program, but also I'm going to be uh, sharing you with you some course clips that I think it will be really helpful. So it's going to be some mix and match for the podcast this season. And today, I'm going to start with an interview that I did with Michelle last year. She asked me to do an interview because she wanted to share uh, the experience that she's had and how her, her relationship has truly transformed with her husband, Dave, and how uh, they were really at a point of, they were kind of desperate when she first reached out to me. You'll hear her share how they had already discovered that Dave was on the spectrum but really didn't know what to do with that information and didn't know where to go from there. And so I'm going to share a bit of that interview with you today. So um, I'm going to just go on right into that. 
I have a really cool treat for you guys today. I've got Michelle joining me, who is someone who's been through my communication program. And her marriage has been so impacted. And she, it, it, this is what I see. I'm, I have the really cool position, you guys, of seeing so many people go through this program and see their, their lives change and their relationships change. And so Michelle is one of these, these people. She and her husband, Dave, have been through the communication program. And their marriage has just really, truly uh, been impacted in such a huge way. And so she asked me if she could go live with me and, and she wants to share her story and she's constantly sharing it in groups and, and I see her out there talking about it. And so we're going to talk today with Michelle. So anyway, I am going to bring Michelle on here live. And just before I do though, let me just clarify a bit what this program is that she's been through. So some of you may recognize it as communication transformation. That was the name of it for a while. And uh, this thing was born quite a bit ago. And I'm constantly upgrading and uh, updating my programs. And so I have now, I recently uh, named this program Crack the Communication Code because I constantly am talking to you guys about how you speak different languages. And so, and a lot of my neurodiverse folks, the guys especially are in IT industries. And anyway, it just seemed like such a uh, perfect name. And so this is a multi-module program where in the first two modules are free. And Michelle and her husband have been through a live coaching group with me and other couples and sometimes single partners, not, not single as in not in a relationship, but sometimes I have partners uh, join and participate in the group on their own without their partner. And oftentimes after they've been through this program, their partner comes around and goes, hey, I noticed something really different happening here. I want in on this. Okay. All right, here we go. I'm going to bring Michelle on here. Hello, Hi. Michelle. How are you today? Hello, everyone. Um, Dave and I are graduates of the program. We've been married for 27 years. He is the love of my life. Yes, that may surprise a lot of people when they find out we're in a neurotypical ASD type of marriage. And of course, it has not always been easy. Um, as him being an SB and he's an engineer, black and white thinker, professional, and I'm an NT. He uh, was at 51 years old. He agreed to get tested now. But we were at that point where we didn't know what was left. And what I call the greatest low show of love that he could have ever given me. He checked his ego. He swallowed his pride. And at 51, got tested. Now, at that point, we had not yet met Jody. So he went through the very painstaking process of uh, with a neuro, um, uh, neurologist specialized in adult autism. And we got our official, um, diagnosis. We, again, we didn't know Jody yet or know that this is an area she specializes in and we'd have saved a lot of headaches folks. Yeah. So let me just, let me just jump in here and, and let everybody know what you're talking about there as well. So, uh, there are, there's formalized testing that is available. Uh, out there through usually a neuropsychologist or a psychologist. And 
most of you, if you've been following me for a while, will know that I don't really recommend the formalized testing for a couple of reasons for adults. Not Now, children is a totally different, uh, I absolutely recommend testing uh, for children. But for adults on the spectrum, number one, it is very costly, like, like Michelle was saying, thousands of dollars usually. And number two, so many providers are not actually trained to recognize autism in adults. And so they are used to doing the testing on children or adolescents, and they oftentimes miss it. And I've had so many people come to me uh, who have had a provider tell them that they're not on the spectrum. And because they have a college degree or something like that, and it is, that is absolutely not, uh, that, that is so not true for, for a lot of people. I, I work with, like Dave, Michelle's husband is a, a, an engineer, and I, I work with engineers and, and scientists and lawyers and doctors and, and people who have all ranges of education, but oftentimes it's really missed. And so what I can, I offer to you guys and let me throw this up here. Um, I do a neurodiversity screening and I am trained to diagnose. Um, I have a background of 20 years as a, as a, as a professional counselor specializing in autism. Um, I, I cannot, the one thing, the caveat that I have to let everybody know is because of licensure regulations, I can't provide you a written formal diagnosis, even though I'm trained to assess and recognize uh, the formal diagnosis uh, is is regulated by uh, licensure laws here in the U.S. and insurance companies <clears throat> won't pay uh, for me to do a formal or, or to do an assessment for you uh, without a license in your state. And we don't have a national credential here in the U.S., so for, for me to become licensed in every state would be impossible. So, anyway, that is what she's referring to. And Michelle, I'm going to turn it back over to you to to, to go ahead with what you were saying. That's what makes it even more confusing, Jody, as you're pointing out. Once you find out, the question becomes, what do you do? We ended up with therapists who said they knew how to deal with neurodiverse couples who actually make it worse. So your head spins. I was lost. He was confused. We accepted the diagnosis, but he kept struggling with where does that put him now in life and where does that put us um as a couple and we tried so many things and then one day and this is where um jody and i have a tendency to laugh about a little bit about this i was online searching trying to gain that knowledge and i saw a video my very first video on autism and it was the question, how do you know if your SB loves you? Which is a question that I'm sure many neurotypicals and many neurotypical women ask themselves. If they're so quiet, if they're not showing expression, if we can't tell by their emotions and their feelings, then how do we know? That moment on, I started looking for everything Jody Carlton I could find online. I said to my husband, please, will you watch this with me? And he did. And that is how Jody got the name, the Aspie Whisperer, because he felt she spoke to him. She spoke his language and she spoke my language. And we were able to understand that 
not only is he from Illinois and I'm from Florida, but that we were from two different countries who spoke two different languages. And although we loved each other, we had no idea what the other person was saying. We had no idea what a look of the look on each other's face was. Well, primarily his look on my face. Um, and we, it just became so confusing. So yeah, I, I want to jump in for a second here, Michelle. That absolutely made my day when you told me that he had coined me as the Aspie Whisperer. Because <laughs> I, you know, I constantly am telling folks that I um, I'm seek to be a translator. <clears throat> we talk about all the time about how neurodiverse partners and neurotypical partners speak different languages. And uh, the video that she's referencing is on my YouTube channel. It's entitled How to Know if Someone with Autism uh, Loves You. And it's on my YouTube channel um, video list of videos. Uh, but I also have another video on, video on YouTube that um, I talk about speaking different languages. And I give an example of how when I moved to the, the country Ireland for a while, and they speak English there, and I speak English, but I really, really almost made some major errors in terms of uh, the, the use of figurative language and cliches because it was very different there. And it's so common. This is so similar with uh, partners who are have a, a, a wide range of difference in how their brain processes and interprets and uses language. It's literally like speaking two different languages. So uh, back to you, Michelle. Well, that goes into the next part where I was in a group, it's a wives group, and I saw Jody's name. I don't know if you want to say I stopped you, if I sent you 20 messages, but I knew it was you. And I don't remember. <laughs> well, I, I ran around the house with, with tears um, to David, and I found this Jody's six-week class, okay? This is when I found it out. He did not understand that when I could cry, I could be crying happy tears. I could, that it was all sad tears. So it would make him step back. So we as NT spouses would think, oh my gosh, they don't care. They don't love us. They're not doing anything. But they just don't know. And I had these happy tears. David, I found her. That was the day that we had our game changer because when we were able to join her six week program and people need to, what I would like everyone out there to understand is you can do a lot of work. You can look at videos, you can go through projects, you can read books, but until you can condense it with another group of people who can know how you feel, one of the things I found most interesting was many times when my husband and I would talk, and I'm sure there are many of you can relate, you would get asked a question and get a nod. I don't know what that nod means. My marriage became a series of nods, yeses, nos, um, not understanding what the other person was saying. And all of a sudden, I realized watching him that when he heard another person on the spectrum during this group say something that he understood and he nodded his head, I got it. 
I got it. And I could say, wait a minute, you know, kind of nudge him on the shoulder. You got that? Is that how you think or you feel? And when one of the NT spouses would discuss their pain and their, their hurt and their loneliness that they had felt for years because he could literally hear it logically, he was able to look at me and say, wow, I'm sorry. What was that like for you, Michelle? Hearing him recognize what it is and the experience that we had been through for 27 years humbled me. And I learned that nothing was ever done with intent. Nothing. There was never an intent there to hurt me. But something else I also recognized and realized was we were so much individuals, we needed to become the us. And one of the, something else that hit me, and I believe it, is the need for me to say, I'm sorry. Because we can go back into our old behaviors. And I reacted to his behaviors in the only way that I knew how at a self-defense. So what surprised me in all of my anger and my hurt and wanting to lash out was as we went through this program and we learned to go from the I to the us, it meant we had to find that meaning that brought us together, what we brought into it, which is a very important part of your program. Right, Jody? <laughs> yeah, I was just about to say, so Michelle is talking directly about what she learned in the communication program, what we bring to every interaction, what we're bringing to the relationship. It's, it's our values, our beliefs, our goals, our experiences, our expectations, all of it. And then how we interact, the meaning, the meaning that we take from those interactions can vary greatly between us and our partner. And then the, the, how we remember our interactions then loops back to what we bring to each one. And so what Michelle was referring to is she realized that some of the meaning that she had uh, of what, what she had understood their interactions to me, what was not accurate, but yet it contributed to how she responded to Dave in the future. And so this is a huge thing that we learn how to unpackage and understand in this communication program. It's a stepping stone to putting us on um, the same team. And something that I found um, interesting when I throw a little bit of something funny in there is my husband has a habit of which we're working through of saying to me, but you made a statement. You did not ask me a question. Now, Yes, reciprocal conversation, which is something that we really have to strive for. And, and we learn as we go through the program, a conversation that can consistently flow. Now, sometimes a statement of, wow, I'm going to put the dishes in the dishwasher and I'm going to put, I think I'm going to put the dishes, these top dishes on the shelf, and then you can carry that on. Yes, it's a statement, but it's also an opportunity for him to join the conversation instead of standing there. And I feel like I'm talking to myself. 
And so what you're talking about there is the implied meaning that neurotypicals use. In this communication program, I talk so much about the different layers of of communication and uh, implied meaning and inferred meaning as a major part of neurotypical language. But individuals on the spectrum oftentimes don't recognize, they don't speak that that la- those layers, they don't speak that implied and inferred meaning. And so this, this causes so much confusion. And as Michelle was saying, she felt like she was in the conversation on her own. And I hear from neurotypical partners all the time, I feel ignored, I feel disrespected. And then I hear from neurodiverse partners, folks on the spectrum, I didn't mean, it goes back to what you said about intent, Michelle. Um, I didn't mean to disrespect. I, I wasn't trying to ignore. I heard my partner. But I also talk about the tennis match a lot. It's like when we play tennis, we hit the ball to our partner and then hit it back. Whereas folks on the spectrum sometimes don't realize when the ball's hit to them, they're, they see it go by. They're like, yeah, saw it. But they don't realize that they're expected to hit the ball back to you when, when a statement is made like that. Tune in next week to hear more of my interview with Michelle, but I'm also going to share some specific tips and strategies with you about neurodiverse communication, some of the exact same tips and tools that I teach in this communication program that Michelle was sharing with you today. And a lot of you contact me and want to know how to work with me. The first part of working with me begins with education, and that's what this podcast is. My YouTube channel has a lot of videos there. I think there's close to 100 now. And so you start with education, but then the very next part of a beginning coaching with me is this communication program because it is foundational to turning your relationship around from conflict. Most couples are in a state of confusion and conflict, and this is where it starts. You bridge the, the gap between the two of you to start to understand each other. And so I always have my couples and even sometimes individual partners start with this communication program. And the two ways you can do that are there there is a self-study course that you can do on your own or you can participate in the workshop that I've got coming up. Now, Michelle mentioned a six-week coaching group, and that's what I've done in the past. I've taught this workshop over the course of six weeks in a coaching group, but I've transitioned that over to a half-day workshop. And um, I think that's actually going to help a lot of a lot of you who six weeks was a long time and uh, was a little bit more difficult, but it will still be the group format that she referenced. And it really is such a powerful thing to hear from other couples, other people who are going through the same things that you're going through and to share that with each other and to hear from other people. It's just powerful. And so if you're, uh, if, you're, if you're experiencing a lot of this, I really encourage you to join me and other couples in this workshop. It's going to be in July, and we're going to be opening enrollment for that soon. It's going to be July 8th, and that will be from 12 p.m. Eastern time to 4 p.m. And I will be having early bird enrollment discounts on that. And so if you're interested, go ahead and shoot us an email to gethelp at jodycarlton.com and we can give you the details. And if you're not on my mailing list, also you need to get on that. And you can also get on that by emailing us at that email address. That's gethelp at jodycarlton.com, J-O-D-I-C-A-R-L-T-O-N.com. 
and we will get the information out to you. And that way you'll also know for sure when enrollment opens. So be sure to tune in next week for episode two of season two of our communication series. And I will talk to you then. Remember to tune in each week for a new episode of your neurodiverse relationship podcast. Now, remember, this is your podcast and I want to talk to you. Share with me your personal experiences with neurodiversity. If you're a professional working with autism, I'd also like to talk to you. To be a guest on the show, the link is in the episode description where you can book a time for a recorded chat with me. Also, be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you won't miss any of the wonderful conversations we're having here and the relationship insights and tips that I have for you. Until next time.